everybody. In this week's episode, we're going to be getting into the topic of healing. Like, and like, what does it mean to be healed? Like, what, what is this process? And we're really going to break down a lot of the nuance and kind of flesh out the details behind this uh, very deep subject. So that's coming up next. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Wizard Factory Audio Podcast, streaming now from Spotify, iTunes, and other major platforms. Welcome back, everyone, to yet another installment of the Wizard Factory podcast, where together we explore a deeper understanding of the universe and ourselves. My name is Logan Hart. And I'm Brian Easterday. And before we get into the content, uh, we want to just kind of do some uh, quick housekeeping, some some basic, uh, you know, bulletin points. You know, keep it short and sweet. Obviously, if you're new to the channel, welcome. We're uh, so happy to have you and consider subscribing. We got weekly videos coming out. Like the video to help it get more traction in the algorithms. To learn more about us, our mission, and all of our products and services, visit our website at thewizardfactory.com. And uh, we're also available on all the podcast platforms, including Spotify and iTunes. So now you can listen to us in your car or you know while you're cooking or whatever. Um, and we're also on Facebook and Instagram. We post, uh, you know, memes and little educational posts like about astrology and the runes and things like that. So let's go ahead and get into the content. Um, so, so this this episode here kind of came about, Brian. You you'd sent me a message. You know, uh, like what about an episode? Uh, he's like, I, I keep seeing these posts. You know, pr- like praying for a healed world. Well, what is that? You know, so would you like to kind of uh, open with that? Sure. Um, well, as with uh, all the topics we get onto the show, we have really discovered uh, for observation that nothing is ever just this black and white thing. You know, like that there's always a lot of nuance to it. And healing is definitely such a, a complex and in-depth and very challenging process that, that there's no way it's just this black and white thing. So, you know, it, I was thinking to myself, like, what does it really mean to be healed? Like it, and I don't think it's just this, you know, it's not this light switch, you know, where you're just wounded and then all of a sudden you get to a point that you're healed and then you're no longer going to experience any hardship or pain or anything like that, you know, in life. And that's one of the things with the animus and the pagan mindset. We understand that change is always there and that there's good things in life and there's challenging and painful things in life. And, you know, there, it's this constant process of change and, you know, flux between them. So to me, like what, what it really meant to be, you know, healed would be being able to be in such a state of awareness or balance that you can feel all the different emotions, whether those are very pleasant or very difficult, and that you can really flow through those in a, in a healthy state of being like without having just these very extreme reactions between them, you know, like going between like these very extreme poles. So like having that healthy flow of emotion and that, that then giving you the state of being to go through, go through life operating in a way that whenever you encounter challenges, you're able to respond rather than react. Mm. So you can, you can look at things in a healthy way, in a balanced way, feel all those different things, but then you're, you're not getting stuck into like, 
you know, years of rage or depression or what, you know, whatever it is that a lot of people, you know, they have happen when they have events happen in their life. And they really just like, they take that wound, that trauma very seriously and they hold on to it. You know, you know, that that's that stagnation, you know, and we've talked about on the show, you know, with emotions being energy in motion, you know, they need to flow they're, That's why they're associated with water. Like they need to be able to flow in order to be healthy. So for me, it's, you know, being healed in short is all about being able to stay in that healthy flow and state of being in a relationship, like with yourself and the world around you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You absolutely nailed that, man. Um, Thank I you. couldn't have said it better myself. Yeah. Because really that's what it comes down to is that your, uh, your emotional well being is like really like so central to your spiritual health and notice, very important, notice Brian didn't say uh, uh, the ability to not get angry or the, the ability to not get upset. It, no, that's, that's not it at all. Um, you know, and like those, those are healthy emotions that serve a very important purpose and they're there for a reason. And it, I love that you said respond rather than react. I've never heard that before, but that is absolutely brilliant. I can't claim credit for that. I got that from from a, a genius little friend of mine the other day. So, <laughs> okay. I, I had a feeling, but nonetheless, it's, it's very useful and very clever. Um, it, it just it so uh, concisely depicts what we're getting at here about um, having a healthy relationship with all of the full spectrum of emotions that are there. And knowing how, have, through experience, right? It, it, again, natural law, get out there and do, try, fail, and then learn and uh, overcome. In this case, how to navigate all of your emotions, including the very difficult, challenging, confusing ones that, that, that are, you know, holding the biggest gems of growth and, and expansion. Mm -hmm. So absolutely love that. And, and like, you know, by kind of maybe taking the apophatic perspective here in b looking at what is healing, first we can look at what is sickness itself. And this is definitely a, a kind of an idea generally that we've touched on a few times on the show. But, you know, what it is, is it's a dis-ease. It's a state of disease due to being separated from nature. Uh, again, the open loop systems like we talked about on the order and chaos wasn't it that mm -hmm. one yes i believe so yeah what we're meaning when we say separated from nature is you're separated from those open loop systems that that have oh, yeah. an interplay between all things and and how uh, you know yeah, like by destroying something you're creating space for something new to grow and so mm -hmm. it's it's sort of that positive and negative ever shifting you know uh mm -hmm. world of forms but Sickness in general is caused by being somehow disconnected from that larger system, ultimately is what that comes down to. So if you're eating food that is synthetic and, and not in its natural bioavailable form, uh, it's going to create sickness in the body in a plethora of different mm -hmm. ways. If you are taking in information that is not truth, you're feeding on a mental diet of crap that is separated from truth, from the open loop system of all things that are and nothing that isn't. That's what truth is. So by di being disconnected from truth, 
and and that oneness aspect that we've been talking about at any degree is going to via the laws create dis-ease whether you're talking about metaphysical mental emotional physical it doesn't matter it's it's all corresponding mm-hmm. yeah and you know that that's a good point to look at that, you know, if you're looking at sickness first, you have to look at like, or looking at healing first, you have to look at what sickness is, you know, like why, why are you needing to heal in the first place? And it's mm-hmm. because as you said, so, well, we've been put into a state of dis-ease or separation from nature, which we've, we've really spoken about a lot on the show. And, and from you know, ourselves. Just, and from ourselves. But I mean, just even, even as like kind of a quick little note, just, just the fact that like, you know, have you ever been upset or anything? And then you just like, go take a walk or go spend a little time in nature and you ever notice like you feel, you feel better all of a sudden that that right there is just a demonstration of it. Like that, that's, there's, there's a hint, there's something there that it's in nature that we really, you know, we really do uh, start to put ourselves at ease. And it's because we can, when you step out of this kind of artificial reality that we've created, this artificial construct, and then you step back into nature, you start the, the laws of nature become a lot more observable, like even easier, you know, there's not, there's not all the buffers around them that we've built up in our modern society, you know, and th- there's something about that experience. Um, you know, I, I know when I kind of like went on my little hero's journey and just got like went hiking around and things that there is something about just stepping away from society and then getting back in nature that a lot that allows you to start observing natural law mm-hmm. in, in a way. And then that, and then you start getting in alignment with that. So, I mean, that, and, you know, keeping in mind here, the law of correspondence. So if you can do that in the physical and then like see that that even has an effect on your, your mental state, you're, you're seeing that as within as so without right there. Right. You know, so that really allows you to see and observe that is, it, it is all about getting in alignment with those laws. It is all about like tuning into nature. So you're not fighting against it. Cause I mean, I mean, think about the insanity of that, of, like trying to live in a, a reality where you're not where you're disconnected from nature. Like, I mean, like the planet, you know, no matter where you go on the planet, like you're, you're in it. Like, you know what I mean? So it's something that <clears throat> this is one of the central themes of like why, why we're pagan, why we're animist is because exactly. it's just, it's through these observation of natural laws that you can start to actually come into us. First, you can become aware that you're even sick in the first place. Many mm-hmm. people don't even know they're walking around in a state of sickness. Like we talked about on our, our episode, uh, you know, normalizing sickness, uh, mm-hmm. in society, you know, so many people are walking around in a state of dis-ease or disconnect from natural law. And they're, they're not even aware that's what they're doing. Um, so first you have to become aware of that and then you can observe where that disconnect is. And then that's where the healing process kicks in. That's where we have to start this process of going through and recognizing our different traumas and our wounds and then working through them. Right. Right. And and this is the beauty of that trickster archetype as the teacher, again, the apophatic teacher. We've just identified that, you know, sickness is caused by that separation. Well, once you've identified that, then you're empowered to say, well, you know, you you look, you you flip it and and invert it. If disconnection is what's causing the sickness, then reconnection is what healing is. And, 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 you know, then you're empowered. Then you have a, a path to take to, to steer things back on course for yourself. Um, so, like, healing is getting reconnected with ultimately yourself. You know, your mind, your heart, your soul, your body, 
with good food and, and, you know, exercise and sunlight and all these things, other people, you know, relationships, connections there, that, that is a huge aspect of living a fulfilled or meaningful life. And of course, reconnecting with the ancestors, which is not just this ethereal cloud floating somewhere. It's you, you are your ancestors. They're inside of you. They're, they're in your blood, you you know, your every single cell in your body, that wisdom is there, that charge is there. Um, and, and like you were saying, Brian, it's, it's observing, you know, nature, but even that kind of has this slight implication of being separate. Like if you're being the observer, you know, kind of in that Eckhart Tolle way, you're sort of stepping back and, and separating and seeing things, you know, outside yourself, which is useful in a way, but also there's a way to actually do that while also still being a part of everything. Mm-hmm. You're, it's part of what you are observing is that it, nature isn't just this thing to observe. It is you and you are it. And, and, and it's, it's like it's waves in the ocean versus the ocean. It's forest versus the trees. Like we, we are nature and, and like be just that awareness creates more of that magic that you can tap into because you're tapping into what you are and, and all of that, that is what you perceive as beyond you, but isn't actually. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, like, um, it's that reconnection. That's the main aspect of it, but, but it's also a purification, right? Mm. Like if you have uh, sewage spilling into your lake, it, yeah, pouring clean water into the lake will, will help it a little bit, but you also have to remove the, mm-hmm. the source of pollution as well and purge all of that shit. So healing very much is a very purifying and purging um, you know, so it's, it's in with the good out with the bad, you know, and, and, mm-hmm. and from the context of like flow and stagnation, you know, it's, it's in with the new out with the old, you're, you're expelling mm-hmm. that stagnant, you know, putrid, you know, physical right. and metaphysical junk that builds up inside and out, especially when we, we ourselves are choosing toxic behaviors. But even in this is today's world, uh, toxification is just an everyday part of life because we're (laughs) literally under assault on every level. So we're being poisoned mentally, physically. So just by being a human being living in the world and going out and living your life, you're going to have to accept a certain degree of purification and expelling all of that stuff. I I like that you brought up that it's this, this purification process, if you, if you look at the alchemical process, it's a very much like we talked about in our chaos and order episode, it is a destructive and a creative process. Like you're, you're unbecoming what you're not. And then you're stepping into more of what you are. And like, you'll notice this, uh, as a person, like when you really start to step onto your soul desire, you start to step into, uh, like onto your, your like real path. Like you're, you're really doing what your soul should be doing in order to learn. You'll notice this kind of, uh, dynamic at play in your life that it will simultaneously be falling apart, like just getting ripped apart, but also like things will be coming together very much. It's this very, like there there's destruction happening at the same time, uh, you know, creation and new opportunities are happening. And that's because like 
when you're living your life a certain way, mentally, you've already put out in the universe, like, okay, so th- this is what my day's filled. This is what I'm doing. So, as, so in order to open up new space, right, you have to destroy those parts of your life. And as those are being destroyed, those, those open up more authentic parts, uh, more authentic experiences for you to step more and more onto your soul path. So, you know, you very much see that in this healing process that it's, it's very destructive, but it, but it's also very, um, there's a lot of growth that is going on at the same time. You know, it's not just this, uh, black and white thing, you know, there's, there's many mixed emotions going on, you know, and that's Mm -hmm. one of the things we're going to get in here too, is like in in the role of emotions and how, you know, even with emotions, they're not just this black and white thing. Like there's, uh, in in any situation, you know, if it can be like just one situation, but you can have a lot of different emotions about it, you know, Mm -hmm. and it, and it's okay to have all, all these different emotions. And I think so many times people will try to are in our society. We try to lock people into a certain feeling of like, well, how, well, how do you feel about that? Well, like they don't have to feel just one certain way, you know, like they could, you know, they could have a lot of mixed feelings about a situation. Um, you know, so I, I think it's important to, to observe that, you know, like I said, it, it, it's always important to get out of black and white thinking and be able to see like the nuance and see the gray areas of life. Mm. Absolutely. And that's a perfect segue into the next uh, little talking point is that sickness is a gradient. Mm-hmm. Sickness itself is a gradient, just like <laughs> lots of things that are thought of in a very like binary one and zero kind mm-hmm. of way. Um, like awakening, you know, which we're actually going to be doing yeah. a third on soon as well. Mm-hmm. It, it's like the, it's like an air filter, right? It could be clean. It could be filthy or it could be anywhere in between. It doesn't have to be just this one or the other. Uh, but the process of detox and purification is is ongoing, you know, on an emotional and a spiritual level. That's why, you know, uh, we've talked about plant teachers. To me, that that's almost kind of just one of those things where you could have a regular sort of regimen of, say, microdosing or a once-in-a-month or once every few month ritual where you're just kind of like trying to purify as Bill Hicks said, squeegee your third eye, you know, <laughs> that sort of thing. But, um, you know, this is an extremely important point that we want to make in this episode is that, you know, we're always healing, even the so-called healed, like it's, it's an ongoing process. There's, you know, perfection is not something that anyone can actually attain, but we should always be striving for. It's kind of one of those universal paradoxes. So, um, yeah, it's just extremely important to remember that you should never think that you've just made it. Uh, you know, you should never just kind of call it good. Commit yourself to the process. It is a lifelong, never-ending, ongoing process. The second that you think that you've done enough and you stop trying and you stop being self-aware in that way, you're essentially putting yourself to death spiritually. Yeah, you know, like I said, it goes back to, you know, what, what you know, like I said in the beginning, like what heal, healing really or being healed really means to me is that you're, it doesn't mean that you're not going to experience challenges or you're not going to experience some kind of like emotional upheaval that's going to like take you a little while to process it. Like just because you might be in a really great state of mind and everything in life is going good one day, 
you know, you could lose somebody the next day or, you know, something like that, that then creates a, a, an upheaval in your life that like that, that's a trauma. That's a wound that you're going to have to work through. You're going to have to heal uh, through. So it's, mm-hmm. it's not this ever like a state that you're, you're just always healed. It's rather that you get into a state of being that, like you said, you can deal with those things that come up in life in a healthy way that you can mm-hmm. feel all the different emotions fully and that you you can flow through them you know, and, and feel each one of them equally and fully and acknowledge all of them, mm-hmm. but not get stagnant or stuck in any. Right. Um, and when you can learn to stay in that kind of flow with what is going, and that's what you're doing. When, when you have that ability, you're staying in a flow with what's going on in life. Mm-hmm. When someone doesn't have the ability to heal what they do, what are they doing? They're holding on to the past. And then they're continually reliving that trauma over and over and over again. Whereas if you get into a state of flow where you can deal with things as they come up, then you're, you're staying in the present, you know, and as we've Mm -hmm. talked about, like in regards to like the web of weird, you know, which maybe we'll do another episode on here soon or something. uh, It's all about staying in Verdandi. It's all about staying in that ever becoming present moment. Because that is the place where you not only create the past and the foundation that you want to build off of, but the future that you're going to experience. Mm. But if you're stuck in the future, you're stuck in the past, you're not creating in the present. And, Mm. And being healed means that you have brought yourself into the present moment and you have the ability to stay there. Right. And what is the, the biggest cause of mental, let's, let's, let's just look at it this way. What is the most common states of mental dis-ease depression and uh anxiety depression is usually caused from someone either not pursuing their soul path in the present or just so uh wounded and traumatized by something that occurred in the past that that it's robbing them of their joy in the now and anxiety is an obsession with the future uh, and what has not even happened yet, you know, it's like morning, uh, chaos that hasn't even occurred yet is, you know, how you can work that it's mental yeah. illness. It, it, it's literally, uh, miscalibrated emotional responses to beliefs that are not true. That's, that's what it boils down to. And so, um, to riff on what we, you were saying, it's like that adage that healing isn't linear. You know, I, I've heard this a lot, and I, I actually do really agree with that. It's going to have ups and downs. You you might feel great one day. You might have a situation that really challenges you and makes you feel like it set you back a, a long way. But just remember this, that every emotion, both positive and negative, both pleasant and unpleasant, however you want to look at that, are teachers. And they're trying to tell you something. When you're feeling something, that is your soul trying to tell you something. It's up to you and you to use your brain, your head, to figure out what it's trying to tell you. You're then using logic and reason to deduce by looking as accurately as you can at the entire situation, expanding your consciousness as far as it can go to be aware of every possible variable and dynamic. Again, this is the the nature of the study of natural law, learning the variables and what this means, that means, and, and trying to make the best, uh, idea for what the outcome might be. Right. Yeah. I, I like that you said that it's not linear because it's, you know, 
like I said, it, it really is like a day to day thing. Like even just, um, well, like just yesterday, Logan, like, you know, like I was, I was really pissed yesterday, like in life for good reason, you know, like I had a reason, like, and you know, I like, I, I was definitely, I was definitely like fuming a lot, you know, and mm-hmm. I felt that and I kind of like sat with it. And then, you know, this morning, you know, something happened again that was like probably even worse than yesterday. But I, I just, um, the way I dealt with it, you know, it's just like, okay, like I've, I've already kind of like mentally accepted this situation. I'm already going to just have to do what I have to do and things like that. So, like I said, when, as, as we're talking about this, like, keep in mind, like, this is a very active process that like, we're both going through all the time. Like we, we both experience challenges in our life and things, you know, so, you know, even, you know, even just a few hours ago, I was going through a situation like where that like had me extremely upset, you know, and, and for good reason but I can feel that out. And then I can also like move into a state of, Oh, now I'm like moving into a place of creation now. Like I'm talking about something that I enjoy, you know, mm-hmm. talking about like, you know, this, you know, and then, you know, the mood changes. So it, it's that ability, like it's okay to feel things. Uh, it's, you don't stay stuck there. The key is to be able to flow through them, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, and if I might add to what you're saying too, I believe that your ability to do that right now, is uh, a lot to do with the fact that you are actively taking action to to make your situation better. You were having a harder time navigating those difficult emotions when you were feeling more stuck. But now you've taken actions that are kind of working towards, you know, getting a a more liberated state of of existence. And now Mm -hmm. you're kind of able to use that as a mental shield because you know you can see where things are going. You've you've changed, right. you know, and and that's really so absolutely crucial. Is you know, uh, realizing that until you change your actions, your situation is never going to change. So if you're right. unhappy because of your circumstances, but you're not mm-hmm. doing anything different day after day after day, then you're going to have to either accept the situation as it, as it is or do something different to create a different reality. It's, it's up to you. You have to right. own the spindle. Yeah, no, that, that, that's absolutely, absolutely dead on. Cause it's, you know, like I said, even with my, my situation without getting into too much detail or anything, you know, it's, it's something we'll talk about on the show in future episodes, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's, it was definitely something that I, I allowed to happen. And, you know, I was trying to be reasonable, you know, and, and sometimes like there, there's certain people that that doesn't work with. And like, sometimes you do, even though the situation is very difficult or it's a very hard choice or things like that, sometimes you just have to do whatever you can to get your life back and, you know, uh, be able to continue to move forward, like with that healing process, other than, mm-hmm. like, other than continue to staying, like stay stuck in something that's, that's not, not healthy or is only going to continue to inflict more things that you have to constantly deal with, like on a daily basis. So, you know, definitely this is, right. you know, when, when Logan and I are speaking about these things, you know, keep in mind, like on the show, when we speak about a lot of these subjects, these are things that like we, you know, we're talking about in our, in our personal lives and that we're learning. And like, these are lessons like this show, like it, it really is just us sharing ourselves and our journey, you know, and we're just kind of like letting you guys tune in for the ride. So, you know, we hope you're enjoying. And if you are, make sure you hit that subscribe button and the little notification bell. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, whether our ideas were things that we discovered on our own or we learned from other teachers, we, it doesn't matter because we only promote ideas on this show that we have personally seen evidence for that we have observed ourselves and, 
and experience the validity of them. Otherwise, mm -hmm. we're not just talking out of our asses here. And if you have an, uh, you know, an experience that, that can contrast with ours, that's fine. Maybe we're wrong. Maybe uh, we're half. We're both half wrong, you know, or half right. Whatever. Like that's yeah. fine, uh, you know. And it, we encourage anyone who disagrees or has a, an alternative perspective, just you know, comment below and let's have a conversation about it. We always want to grow and, and expand our perspectives as well, you know. So, um, yeah. The next uh, the next little thing that I wanted to add in here is the importance of truth for healing. Mm-hmm. Because truth really is kind of the 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 highest virtue of all. Like it, it's kind of the thing that gives meaning to everything else, really. Because if something isn't based in truth, tell me what value it has. I, I challenge mm -hmm. you to to tell me some value that something untrue has on a long enough timeline. I'm not talking about this short term little after effect of somebody somebody's feelings got hurt. I'm talking right. about how it all works out in the end kind of mm -hmm. thing right um and so so in the context of healing and again healing is why uh you know the need for healing is why we're seeking truth to begin with because we've become separated from it we're sick because mm -hmm. we're separated from truth but here's the thing truth sounds like hate to those who hate the truth why would someone hate the truth because they don't want to heal, because healing is painful, it's terrifying that you have to face yourself. This is why, at large, the world is in the state that it is. It, it, it's, it's mental insanity because people are rejecting that which is objectively good for them. They have all this healing, all this knowledge at their fingertips, and they're rejecting it because they want to stay in that state of domestication mind control it's stockholm syndrome it, it doesn't it's not logical it doesn't make sense that's why it's mental illness that's what we're saying right we, you need healing you know right. because you're mentally ill uh and so the the thing with this is it's 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 a nuanced dynamic because you need the truth to heal but you can you can only take it in certain doses because the your ability to accept truth when you hear it is proportionate to how much healing you've done the more wounded the person the more they're going to reject truth yeah. so you have to take in a little capsule you know a little tablet of truth and then digest it and process, yeah. <laughs> process it and take it in and integrate it into your worldview so that instead of the fears, instead of the projection, instead of the pain, you're seeing things more clearly for what they really are. So you have to, it's, it's like uh, you, you need your left leg and your right leg to walk. Take in a little mm -hmm. truth, integrate it and heal, right? Because you, also, you need truth to heal, but you also need healing to accept truth. So it has to be this sort of oscillating process mm -hmm. of taking in you know and digesting yeah you're you're receiving and then you're taking action you know it's the mm -hmm. feminine and the exactly. masculine like that right. playback 
Yeah, I, and I love that you you kind of like mentioned like you know like like think about like in, like microdosing truth. That's kind of that's kind of a funny way to think about it because even with a lot of the things like I've, <laughs> you know we've spoken about the concepts um, you, know, you know of complicated simplicity and that like everything is the same in a different way. You know those were things that like you know when they hit me like they hit me like really hard like they they really did drastically alter my reality very quickly. But at the same time, they also took years and years to really fully integrate. You know, and and it's still you know it's a continual process. Like I'm always gaining new insights and more depth and more understanding into how these concepts apply to literally every everything out there. Right. Um, so you know, it is this. Uh, it, it's good that you say that. Like it is this process of just taking in a little bit and then integrating it and then taking action on that and then taking in a little bit, integrating it and taking action. And, and right. it's like a, a walk is a very good way to think of it. You know, like that, that's a very good metaphor. To, yeah, to, Cause you're, to you're walking the path of your own awakening. And I mean, right. like I can, I can just like we were saying, this is coming from personal experience on my own journey. If, if someone had to try to tell me about anarchy back in, uh, I don't know, 2008, when I took my first red pill, I would have, you know, I would have rejected it utterly because mm -hmm. I was literally in the Air Force at that time, but I, 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 <laughs> I, but I was hit with this major dose of truth that I was able to accept at that time. It, it fucked me up. It made me kind of depressed mm -hmm. for a while, but I couldn't deny it. I had to accept it because I, my soul knew that it was true. But that was the first thing that ha had to happen. First, I had to accept that, okay, maybe the whole narrative of America, fuck yeah, is it so true? And that, you know, they're, they don't, they don't have our best interest in mind. They're not here to help all the, all the stuff. Um, you know, but the whole process between that time back way back in 2008, when I first accepted, okay, people in power do some really nasty things. I should be aware of that to learning about the occult and how that's been so, uh, perverted and, and made to be dark, but not necessarily inherently dark and in that there is a light side. And then all of that, you know, coming into culmination and understanding spiritual sovereignty well beyond, you know, the, the political version of my rights, you know, mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, just, you know, like I said, just, just looking at the progression of those, those steps had to happen in that order for me mm -hmm. to actually come to a place where I could hear the principles of true, you know, freedom and mm -hmm. actually accept them as true. And, and, and right. which was still a process that took years, like you were saying, for me to fully integrate when I first started watching, you know, Larkin Rose videos and Adam Kokesh videos, it still took me a few years of really having a lot of conversations and you know, walk, taking more information in and stuff to fully have a really good grasp on it. Right. That's, you know, this is, doesn't necessarily specifically on topic, but it's very interesting that you mentioned like 2008 was the year that, that you kind of, cause that was like the year that like I was, uh, you know, like I was in the Marine Corps and that was like the same year that I was like in the process of getting out. So that was mm -hmm. like very much a, a tumultuous year for me where my whole kind of worldview or reality was like literally being destroyed and all these mm -hmm. like wounds and like all like the bullshit in my, my life that I had ignored was like literally coming up to the surface. And it was like, is that sick? Is that is in 2008? Like, you know, like 
mid to, to late 2008. Um, so it's kind of kind of interesting that, that you mentioned that timeline. I, I need to go back and look at the charts or something. But anyway, anyway um, you know, uh, in regards to uh, aligning with uh, truth as a way of being healed, it, for me, it was like thinking about like, even in regards to like looking at your trauma, like you have to actually, you, you have to look at it through a true perspective. Okay, so like what actually happened? Like, oh, so this happened, I need to acknowledge it or I need to deal with this or, oh, I went through this situation. This is how I was feeling about it. This is, you have to look at the truth of the situation, like what you're going through in order to actually uh, accept it. Because if you, you know, say you're struggling with addiction or something, but you're still in a state of denial, what are you going to, you're not going to be able to heal because you're, you're not first seeking that truth out. You have to accept that truth first in order to like continue to make that move forward. So, so I'm, I'm glad that you brought that point up. That's kind of kind of what that brought up for me. Absolutely. And you, you also have to care for the truth itself. You know, mm-hmm. and that's the thing is like oftentimes it's the suffering that we endure of our own doing that forces us to care about the truth because we've learned why the truth fucking matters why we should love the truth, why we should revere it and always be striving to connect more with it, you know? Yeah. So, um, of course, beyond just the, the mental understanding, the intellectual understanding of what is healing, what is sickness, um, you know, it's, it's an action. Healing is an action. It's a process. So we wanted Mm -hmm. to get into definitely a little bit more in depth here. Some of the many, many, healing modalities that are there and and really i mean that's that's the first point is that there are so many there's literally no excuse for not healing because there are so Mm -hmm. many ways to do it and you know really any of these things on their own probably won't be enough to to just fix a person it's that's why i said what i said before about you have to really be willing to commit yourself your life fully to the process of healing and then you're going to be doing uh really multiple practices mm-hmm. you know diet nutrition that's an easy one because you got to eat anyways might as well just change what you eat and, and eat more you know healthy but you know like you can mm-hmm. you can do yoga um you know meditation chanting mantra rune galder uh qigong like energy any energy work and things like that there um you know like I said, there's there's really just no excuse for not uh, doing something and starting with something small and just implementing that habit in your life. And, and because that is going to stimulate you in a different way, you're going to experience the joy of that little bit of growth that if you take a small challenge that you know you can overcome, you're setting yourself up for success. That's going to build your confidence. This is how healing has to start. You have to take those little steps and, and build that momentum. But as you do, um, that charge grows and the joy that wound Joe will grow with it. I mean, think about how many times have you been like, so, Oh, I don't want to go to the gym. You know, I, I feel like crap, blah, blah, blah. And you just go, but you, you still end up going. And then five minutes into your workout, your blood's going, your music's playing. And you're like, damn, I feel really great. I'm glad I came. You know, sometimes mm-hmm. motion creates emotion. It generates it from right. within. So taking mm-hmm. that sustained action, that consistent action in alignment with your, your higher, you know, purpose 
is going to make you feel good. And then that becomes addictive. That becomes more addictive than the destructive behaviors. Right. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. And it, I was thinking about healing in regards to like the law of uh, correspondence here and, mm-hmm. and how we all, you know, cause obviously with the principle, understanding the principle of mentalism, that it's our, our inner world that we then project out onto our reality field that, you know, gets reflected back onto us. So it's this projection and reflection at play. Well, if you were coming from a place of having that inner wound or your, your worldview is based off of a wounded worldview, of course, that's what you're going to project onto the rest of the world. Why do you think we have so many people that are demanding for a government or they, they want to stay in control because they don't believe they can trust other human beings? Mm-hmm. They have then they've projected their own wounded worldview out onto everybody else, mm-hmm. you know, and then the result of that gets reflected back. They, you know, they want that control. They get the control back, you know. Mm-hmm. So when you can step into a place of a healed worldview, a healthy worldview, all of a sudden the world doesn't become so dark and gloomy, you know, it becomes a place with many synchronicities and a lot of beauty. And even though there's difficult things like you, you see it from a holistic perspective that it's, you're not just thinking of, Oh, life is so shitty, you know, or, you know, like there's a lot of people that have that worldview, um, you know, and it's because they have, they haven't done that healing. There's a lot of, a lot of trauma there that they're holding on to a lot of stagnation there. They've lost the disconnect with the present moment and that ability to flow in a healthy way. So, you know, healing is not only important for you as an individual for improving your life, but for like society as a whole, like it really, it really does come down to each and every individual being able to like do their own, their own work, uh, and, and come into a state of, uh, emotional stability, like where, where you are in a healthy place of awareness that you can, you can feel all the emotions, all the experiences of being human, but in a healthy way. Uh, and you don't have, like you can, you can start, you know, coming from a place of acting in response rather than reaction. Like I, you know, like I mentioned earlier. Right. Yeah. This was just kind of hitting me. It's interesting to think that some, some crime of passion, so to speak, um, you could you could really say that it wasn't say the anger that made this person act out violently. It was their lack of control, because just because you feel anger doesn't mean you're going to be a violent person. That's and that's what we're getting at here is when you're when you're healed, you're, when you're healed, you know, <laughs> when you're a person who's relatively done a lot of healing, you know, um, you're just better able at practicing self-control even when your emotions are making you want to kind of act impulsively and brash mm-hmm. you know it, it is holding yourself back so the yeah and, order and chaos <laughs> exactly yes and, and you know the whole no rulers kind of thing well that that should be caveated as no external rulers because the only way that anarchy could could ever actually function is self-ownership, self-rulership, self-control, not doing bad things just because we get mad at someone, you know, stuff like that. Right. And, and yeah, absolutely, like, the external world is 100% a reflection of our internal state as a collective. So if we, the human species, collectively believe that we can't be trusted with freedom, that we deserve to be slaves, that we are rightfully slaves, which is literally what the 
African-American slaves in the South, uh, you know, a couple hundred years ago were brainwashed to believe they, they literally were trained to believe that they were, they, they ought to be slaves, that that is their place in life. That is an unhealthy, sick mindset that needs mm -hmm. to be healed. And that's going on to some degree in the people at large, hence why we have government, hence why we demand that we need a ruling class. Mm -hmm. So that's why the internal work needs to be priority number one above mm -hmm. all that other stuff about protesting and, you know, waking people up and doing the great work and all that stuff. Like the great work starts here. And if you're not doing this, you're, you're really not, regardless of what you're doing out there. Because if you're not doing the internal work, then all the work that you're putting out is probably doing more harm than good because that too is simply just another projection, another reflection of your internal state. And if you ain't working on healing actively, you, you, you know, it's a guarantee that uh, you're in need of it because like we said, it's, it's ongoing. It, it should always be happening. <laughs> so right. yeah, um, I figured we could just kind of expand on e each of these little healing modalities as we were going through them. So for example, like oh, meditation. Yeah, sure. yeah. So yeah. I'll, I'll start like, for example, meditation is so useful, even though it's so simple is, you know, when you try to describe it, it's like, well, it's not even really doing something so much as it's not doing something, you know, like it, it's, it's one of those things that people get a lot of like really weird ideas about what it is or how to do it or whatever. But, mm -hmm. but really what it is, is it, it's like practicing to balance on one leg on a rock or something like it, you know, you don't, you're, you're, you're not fighting thoughts from coming into your head. You're just not feeding them or attaching to them or running, running away with them when they come through. So, mm -hmm. That's the balance point. Remember, meditation literally means the, the point of balance. Meditate, the, to come to the mm -hmm. center. Uh, mm -hmm. and, and so when you fall off, you don't get mad. You don't get frustrated. You just get back up there again. So that's, right. that's what it is. You're not, you're not attached to anything. You're allowing that flow of just focus. You're focused on one thing to do and then just working in that space of simplicity, because remember the, it's like the, the less there is, the more there is that kind of like creation and destruction, mm -hmm. you know, two sides of the same coin kind of thing. It's creating that space, uh, mentally for everything else to come through. And that's, you know, you should be like listening to those things that are coming up because oftentimes mm -hmm. our brain is trying to distract ourselves from the real issues going on beneath the surface. So it tries to keep itself busy with little, oh, I need to make a laundry list or, you know, like I need to call such and such back or whatever, just that little busy talk because really some, mm -hmm. there's something emotional is going on on a deeper layer. So anyway, right. meditation is just really something useful to, to kind of work with that. Well, and, and even with meditation, there's many forms of it. Like, like you said, a lot of people kind of have a they have funny ideas about what it is and, you know, they'll think it's kind of just sitting there quietly and having your mind perfectly still. And that's not the case. Like you said, it's, it's just, it's just not being attached to things. It's allowing it's things to flow and come through. Well. 
yeah, you're still observing and, you know, and it, it doesn't even have to be sitting there. Like you could go for a bike ride or for a walk or play some mm-hmm. music. Those are all, you know, wonderful forms of meditation. Like mm-hmm. it depends on what it is for you. Like in astrology, you know, you can see based on like where, where your moon is. That's a really good way uh, to figure out like what kind of meditation will work for you. So for example, like a person with like their moon in Aries, like they might want to get active. They might want to go work out or go for a walk. Mm-hmm. Like a person with a moon in Pisces, they might want to go swimming or go kayaking. You know what I mean? Like it's, you can see these like different little things that you can do. And, and one thing might work really well for another person and might not work so well for another person. Like it's just like with the, the pagan and the spiritual path, like the, the healing is a individualistic path. It's what works for you. Like mm-hmm. what works really well for someone else might not work for you. And that's perfectly fine. Like, mm-hmm. but there's so many things that there's no excuse to not be doing the work. Um, you know, there's also, uh, things like, you know, getting into, uh, like ritual or like Qigong, you know, uh, you know, doing things like the whole breath or rune galder, which if you don't know how to do those, or you would like some meditative practices, go to the wizardfactory.com right on the very top. There's a free initiation package. All you got to do is enter your in- email and that will give you a link that has, uh, three different videos on there on how, how to start ritual and practice. And, and what are some of these things that Logan and I use in our own personal practice that, that we have found very helpful. You know, it, there, there's uh, EFT, you know, there, it, you know, an emotional freedom technique there, you know, there's so many different like little techniques you can try and do that, you know, you don't just have to hone in on one. Absolutely. I, I love that you said meditation doesn't have to be just sitting there. That's that's so true. In fact, one of the things I love about yoga is that it's it's one activity that you can do that is very holistic. There, there is a very meditative aspect to it, especially with the way that you have to control and time your breathing. And that, you know, gives your brain kind of that that simple focal point that is a meditation technique to give you something to focus on that kind of clears the space of, uh, off of everything else. Uh, but then there's, you know, a very, uh, physically challenging aspect to it also. Uh, and, the uh, mobility, you know, uh, flexibility aspect to it. So it's, I, I love yoga because it's such a good, um, use of your time. You're getting so many benefits for just that, that one activity. Um, let's see, of course, you know, and then these are things you can do yourself, but then there's, there's other services that you could seek out, you know, massage therapy and chiropractic. Uh, a lot of people don't realize how much, uh, chiropractic is, is really one of those. It's as essential as like brushing your teeth or something like I, I really think that it should be a regular part of every, everyone's lives. Uh, unfortunately, you know, it's, it's not so easy to afford that kind of thing, but it, it, it can really help, uh, you know, as in massage too, really help move and release a lot of that stagnant energy that gets trapped in your, your joints and your muscles and tendons and ligaments. And it's crazy, like how attached the body is as one system. Like I'll be rubbing, uh, a Susan in the part of her back and she can feel it in her neck and she'll, and then she'll like pop her neck and she'll be like, Oh, like it, it, you know, getting physical work done is very important with healing because trauma becomes trapped in the body. So that's Mm -hmm. where you you have to address it at that, that level and then work up from there, from the physical to the metaphysical. Yeah. I mean, there's just, it goes on and on acupuncture, Reiki, you know, uh, binaural Mm -hmm. beats and frequencies, 
that help modify your brainwave patterns and stuff like that. Like you said, uh, EFT, NLP, um, uh, like anchoring, you know, things like that. Even just simple isolation or solitude, uh, going on a camping trip or even a, a short 10 minute walk. It doesn't have to be anything major, but just getting away from the life that you feel is sort of like bearing down on you and in giving yourself the space to really literally hear your own thoughts and feel your own feelings. And, and like, there can be a lot of medicine in just doing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like, you know, like Logan mm-hmm. said, there's so many, so it's just like a, a carpenter. You don't want to just have one tool in your tool bag. There's different tools for different things and they're all useful. But even one of the most useful things I found like in healing is just learning how to tap into your feelings and deal with them. Like just even, even like a simple practice of just like imagining a scenario that would like, you know, it's a a totally imaginary, imaginary scenario, but you, you allow yourself to feel it as if it's real. Mm. So you can then work with processing that. Like that's a very, very useful trick like that. I kind of, you know, no one taught me. I just kind of learned it naturally, uh, intuitively, but I, I've found that has been just a, a very wonderful thing for whether it's like building compassion, empathy, like figuring out how to deal. like, say you're even going through, like there's a real situation in your life. You're going through playing mm. that situation out in your head, allowing those feelings to get stimulated and to come up and then like processing them. And, you know, kind of dealing with that on your own in private before you go and respond that that's how you step into that place of being able to respond instead of react. You know, that that's a very useful practice of just learning to sit and to feel and, and learn to practice stimulate, you know, you know, learning to deal with your feelings. Like when they seem out of control, you're like, why would I want to stimulate more? But when you do get to that point, it's a really good practice that you can like, you can start doing that. Or there's some people that they're just so cut off from their emotions. Like I was that I actually had to practice feeling for like quite a while in order to like kind of reawaken that side of myself that I had like, you know, that had been programmed and, you know, and shut off. Wow. Yeah. That's really profound points there. That's, that's visualization. And that is an incredibly Mm -hmm. profound and and proven like scientifically proven technique Mm -hmm. that is is very versatile there's a ton of things you can do with that um you know i've read books about uh how you can imagine what your day is going to be like that's a good way to start your day is literally imagine Mm -hmm. the things that you're excited or not excited like it doesn't matter imagine things that you know that you're going to do that day and imagine it going really well and the more specific that you are with your details in your mind the more potent it is and you know we can yep. see that this is the principle of mentalism you're literally using your psychic energy to help sort of like program your subconscious to perform better um, mm-hmm. and Magic. for me for me one of the biggest healing factors that i ever uh you know periods that i went through where i was experiencing the most uh growth and like new states of emotional health uh is is by challenging myself, you know, uh, trying new things. I was living, I kind of, you know, uh, joined a, a company and became a truck driver. So it sort of took an adventurous leap of faith and a big drastic lifestyle change. And, you know, I started, uh, building kind of an online community of, of people that I felt really genuinely appreciated me for me. That was a, a huge aspect of it because I, that I never, 
felt that when I was growing up. I always felt like an outcast because, you know, most people didn't understand me. I thought differently. Well, I thought, period. And uh, they, they just thought I was weird. So, um, and, and then uh, when I say challenge myself, I also mean like if you struggle with boundaries, literally view people like narcissists that don't respect your boundaries, view it like a game, like interact with them. You know, I, I had people that I was interacting with at that time and my friends were like, why are you still talking to them? And I'm like, oh, it's, it's cool. I'm just practicing on them. Like every time they encroach, I would just get better and better at saying no, like that's ridiculous. You know what I mean? And, and each time it gets less scary and less stigmatized in your mind. And then it just becomes kind of like a natural integrated part of your being. So like, right. Yeah. It, it, I, that's a great point that you brought up there. Cause it, what, what you're hitting on there is like, um, even in like, like with trauma bonding is what that brought up for me. Like in relationships, mm-hmm. it's like that person, they get afraid to even say something or they, they, they get afraid to even like do anything at all. Cause they never know when that other person is just going to like go total rage for no reason. Like even mm-hmm. if you didn't do anything, they just like, they're that mentally unstable that they'll, they'll do things like that. Um, so as you start kind of like taking your power back and taking these little steps and saying, no, you know, you'll notice that like, uh, it'll get easier and easier for you even though that initial period is kind of very difficult because as soon as you start telling someone like that, no, or someone that you're trauma bonded to no, uh, they won't like that. They're mm-hmm. like, you'll, you'll get that narcissist, you know, especially if the person's like a narcissist or they have some kind of mental health issue, they're, they're going to like lash out in rage, you know, but as out. you, right. As you get like more, you, you kind of just get used to dealing. Like you said, you just kind of practice and every little interaction, although difficult, each one is a practice and you get a little bit better at it and a little bit better at it. And eventually you can get to the point that you can separate and sever that bond, you know, which is, is a, something that can take a long time, but you know, yeah, I, I like that you brought that up because that's, that's kind of what it, it brought up for me. Right. Yeah. It's very grounding. And each time mm-hmm. it's like you're digging, you're planting your feet a little bit firmer in the ground because yeah, yeah I mean, typically people, they, they, they kind of get pushed to one side or the other. Uh, typically people who are more empathic myself, you know, being a very emotional, like a, you know, a cancerian type person, um, you know, that, that groundedness is where I would struggle, where it, it felt like every, you know, I was just the bother. My feelings were just inconvenient for people and that, you know, their, their side or their wishes would kind of just be the default. Right. I, I would feel this unnecessary shame and guilt just even when I thought about being confrontational and, and speaking my truth, you know, and so, Mm uh, that, that took years really to, to finally overcome and not to say, I mean, I I still get, you know, (laughs) I still get nervous and things like that, of course, but that's, that's our point is that I feel that I've reached a new, uh, gratifying level of, you know, emotional groundedness there. That doesn't mean that I've perfected it. It's that I've, I've, I feel that I've hit that kind of milestone and I'm in this, it's, it's mm-hmm. this new me kind of feeling. That's, that's really, really nice. <laughs> I don't know how else right. to say it. Yeah. It, yeah. That, that's definitely a good way to put it. Cause it, it's like when you first go to, I remember when I was like kind of first, like getting interested in these things back, you know, like when I was getting out of the Marine Corps and like, you know, between like, Oh, eight and like, you know, 2010, those couple years, I was kind of, that's when I first kind of started 
you know, discovering like Buddhism and Taoism and like reading a little, you know, books and kind of starting to question things a little bit, you know, this, this is a process that it takes a long time. And like when you first, uh, I, I remember like reading in, uh, a really good book. If people haven't read it, it's called the seven Taoist masters. Um, and it, and it takes you on a journey through, um, these seven immortals who, and, and each of their different ways that they found the Tao or they found their enlightenment. But in, in that book, there was something that they kind of mentioned that like this period of like, kind of really getting to that place of where you just kind of get it, you know, or you, you're, you're at that place of being able to stay in the flow in the present, that it's generally like this eight to 12 year period. And it's really funny because I, I have very much noticed and, and kind of found that in, in my own path work to be true. And then I've noticed it with other teachers that there's this kind of this general period of like, you, you could say roughly around a decade of just kind of almost locking yourself away in this kind of study period. Like we're like, this, this is just like what you're digging into is like un, undoing all the old programs, learning new information. And then you get to a point that, that you can step into that now that you, you've no, you know how to integrate things and how to be a healthy human being. And then you can teach that to others, but it's, you know, it's this process. And I remember thinking at the beginning, like, man, 10 years, like that seems like a long time, you know, but you know, looking back now, it's like, man, that, that really it's not as long as what it seems once you actually, once you commit to that process and you just keep going at it, like before you know it, like you're going to be there, but it, but it's a process and it does take that commitment. It's, it's the, the, the Saturnian lessons definitely apply to, to the subject of healing that it takes consistent discipline over time, even when things are really difficult. But when you, when you do that, just like with Saturn, even though it pressures you and it tests you, once you gain those lessons, like you retain them, you have them like, and that's the thing with healing. Like once you've worked through these things, once you understand cosmic law, that's something that you have, you can take it through the rest of your life, you know, but it, but it's a process to undo all the old bullshit, destroy it, get out of the way and then make room for that new growth for that, for that person who you're really meant to be. Hmm. So beautifully said, man. And that's a great way to wrap this episode up. So that's, that's everything we have for you. If you like the video, hit that like button on your way out. We appreciate you. Thank you for your viewership, and we'll see you next week. But until then, be empowered, be inspired, and be encouraged. Thank you for listening to the Wizard Factory Podcast. We hope you'll join us again next week as we continue to explore deeper understanding of the universe and ourselves. 